This is a tale of two cathedrals. It's a story of two bishops, a tragedy and even a prince. There's more than one battle in this long saga and only one of the cathedrals has a happy ending. You've got the two main cathedrals, Anglican and Catholic. Dr Anna Crichton heads historic places Aotearoa. We're meeting outside Christchurch Anglican Cathedral in Cathedral Square on the day Prince Charles visits and becomes a patron of the rebuild. Like many, Anna's fought hard for this building and eventually they won. It'll be restored at a cost of $104 million. Just a few blocks away is the Catholic Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament. Its future looked safe until a few months ago. It will now be deconstructed and a new one built. So it's a story of two cathedrals and it's a story of two bishops and it's a story of the aftermath of the largest natural disaster to hit New Zealand, the earthquakes of 2010. Both were severely damaged by the earthquakes and the aftershocks. Their fates were in the hands of their bishops. We'll visit the classical Catholic cathedral shortly, but it's the Gothic Anglican one that has been... Debated, delayed and deeply divisive. The cathedral has sat desolate since the 2011 earthquake and the Anglican Church and the heritage groups have waged war over its future ever since. The crumbling building fenced off and propped up by metal struts right in the middle of the city. Now there are three options on the table. Restore the old building, demolish and build something new or gift the building to the city. What happened with the Christchurch Cathedral was that it took us seven years of fighting to get it to the stage where it was agreed to be restored. And in those seven years, we had a recalcitrant bishop who was really, really keen for it to be demolished. Bishop Victoria Matthews has always said the building has no significant heritage and the city's people are more important. 15,000 earthquakes have shaken us and what we thought we were about. The greatest energy seven to eight years on is invested in an attempt to restore business as usual. Politicians are far more interested in getting elected and keeping up on the polls than actually assisting people on the east side of town. So the outcry from the public was because Christchurch Cathedral is not only the centrepiece of Cathedral Square and our city, but it is our icon. Definitely not a new one. The traditional and the history of these cathedrals, you know, you need to restore them for sure. And I'm almost in tears, because <laughs> it's just so sad. It's missing a centre, it's missing its history. Fix it, yeah, leave it as it is. And it is the reason why the Anglican community was built here. So for seven years, the Christchurch public have been fighting against the misinformation that it was beyond repair, that it was dangerous. They can't afford to repair it. It's an exciting opportunity to build a new cathedral and it would take too long to restore anyway. And the other argument was that the Catholic cathedral is a far more spectacular building. So go and restore that one. I mean, a huge amount has been printed and written and talked about over these seven years. Letters to the editor, protest rallies, different groups fighting for it. You know, it really was a very long story. 
the Great Christchurch Buildings Trust were the ones that had the most power because they had Jim Anderton, former MPs Jim Anderton and Philip Burden fighting for the restoration of this cathedral through the government, the Crown Law Office and everybody else. So, while it was sitting there and all this fighting was going on, a major offer was made from the community to pay for and weatherproof that facade of the cathedral that's open, that's the western facade, open to the um, all the weathers, huge gap there. And the offer, no charge, no cost to the church. So the community would community raise the funds. Raise the funds How much? 35000 to all done through an engineer, to cover that gap up mm. to stop the millions of pigeons that have been in there over what is now nine years. Mm. That offer was turned down by the bishop. Also, we had an offer from the Worshipful Company of Glaziers and Painters of Glass in London. It's one of those um, really, really old guilds in England. They sent somebody out here and they offered to restore all the stained glass windows in the cathedral. That was also turned down. But it wasn't until 2017 that um, on after consultation with the Synod, the Anglican Synod, and they voted say, to say yes to restore. There was money granted from the Christchurch City Council, $10 million, and matched by the government. So that got it over the line to say you can't say now that it's going to cost too much repair. Mm. So what with the insurance money and these grants, the restoration was assured. Today really is a day of celebration for Christchurch. It's it a day where we can move on and reinstate a building that really does mean so much to not only the people of Christchurch but the people of New Zealand. And now it's going ahead. But December 2017, that's, uh, we're nearly two years later yes. and it, nothing's <coughs> changed. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't look as though it's changed, but it's been cleaned out. You'll notice the pigeons are still sitting up yeah. there having a great view of HRH, who's going to be visiting today. And um, they've been working on plans and engineering feasibility studies, all that sort of thing, costings. They actually have to sit down now. Once that came into, once the OK to go proceed came in 2017, then they had to set up um, trusts and groups, fundraising, uh, construction, all those sorts of things to be able to turn around and then say, right, we're going to restore it. You've been adamant all the way through that this must happen? Absolutely. Could, could you not? Could you see the other viewpoint at all? Could you see no. the other argument? No, I couldn't. For the simple reason, the insurance money was $40 million. And the, the bishop, from my understanding, intended to build a new cathedral for $40 million. You're not going to get a cathedral that would be um, something to be proud of for $40 million. It's the centre point of Christchurch. It's in our living room here. I, I think that people outside of Christchurch maybe find that difficult to understand, particularly those who 
think it's not not a very attractive building. Well, it's not very attractive now, but it's actually very beautiful. If you if you look at the detailing and just not look at it as a building and actually study the detailing, it's very it's exquisite. It's it's really exquisite externally and internally. There is a document presented by the Great Christchurch Buildings Trust in 2015 mm. to the government um, with an objective assessment for the recovery of the Christchurch Cathedral. And as they rightly pointed out, it's a symbol of strength for the people of the city. So this document was for the consideration of the Crown Law Office and Government. And it starts off with the important sentence that the Christchurch Cathedral is the spiritual, cultural and civic heart of the city. And it's always been there and provided inspiration for the city and its people. It is a community civic cathedral as well as being for high Anglicans. And I know that because when I was a Christchurch City Councillor, I was in that cathedral when the Dalai Lama was speaking. And um, it was quite wonderful. And these different people from all over the world would come and speak in our cathedral. So it was a really, a really inspirational community cathedral for everybody, no matter what religion you were. There's been all sorts of people joining in to get it restored and put back the way it was. So it's symbolic of a whole range of things which are cultural and which have spiritual significance and which matter to people, affairs of the heart. We're doing this um, recovery of the cathedral as part of the overall recovery of the city from the trauma of the quakes. If the cathedral wasn't recovered, you could argue that the city of Christchurch would never have recovered its memory and its identity and its story. I think one of the things that the people of Christchurch are looking forward to is starting to see momentum around that building. There'll be a generation of children who will grow up watching a cathedral being built in their square and that will be quite something special for them. So for you, when it looked like that, you know, the cathedral was going to be pulled down, what was the point where it looked, things looked most hopeless for the cathedral? It looked most hopeless when it was it was put to members of the Synod of the Anglican Church and um, they were following the bishop's wish in a way and the pressure had to be put on the bishop to restore this cathedral because as I've previously said she wanted a new one Um, and of course the, the true and faithful were being loyal to the bishop so in the early days it was a real struggle to get to get the message across But finally, finally, in 2015, the government appointed a mediator and a working group. Mm. Now, it's through that mediation that it started getting legs, getting traction. And when it was put to the final synod for their answer, they said, yes, we'll go for restoration. How did you feel? Ecstatic. <laughs> yeah. So when is it? When is work going to begin on it? Well, I suppose in a way work has begun because mm. they've started clearing it out and uh, they've started cleaning it up. I hate to think how how much pigeon, how me, you know it'll be it'll be metres deep in there.
but that can all be removed and it can be restored quite easily. So what, have we got a date for when it's all going to be finished they, they then? They say about 10 years. So would you say you've been at, at the centre of this battle? Or are there a number of people? No, it's, it can't possibly be one champion for such a big exercise. No, many, many people have been involved, many people at all levels. It's been huge. Bishop Victoria Matthews resigned in 2018, some months after the Synod overruled her plans to demolish the cathedral. Any regrets? I think early on I probably should have gone to the people who were screaming the loudest and saying, we can't do it this way, let's, let's talk. We kept saying we were going to do that, and then there'd be another lawsuit, and it never happened. I wish I'd gotten in before one of those lawsuits. And who are those people you're talking about? I'm not going to name names. In terms of groups at all? Uh, heritage, people who cared about the, the reinstatement for the cathedral, but I'm not getting into names. It's not, it's not personal. While the battle over Christchurch Cathedral raged, the fate of the other cathedral seemed safe. Okay, what have we got here, Anna? We've got the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament in Barbados Street. This is a Peter, P-E-T-R-E, architecturally designed building. Known by historic architects as one of the most beautiful cathedrals in the Southern Hemisphere, what's left sits in ruins on the eastern outskirts of the city. It's held up by Roman pillars with two concrete angels perched up high and the mosaic face of Jesus on the window of the entrance door. It is obviously a Category 1 Heritage New Zealand and Category 1 Christchurch City Council District plan. Badly damaged in the earthquake, but not so much as to for the need for it to be demolished. To the point that the bishop at the time, Bishop Barry Jones decided that it would be restored. What he could do, and the engineers agreed, he could restore the nave and mothball the rest to be restored as funds allowed. The cost of restoring it was estimated at $150 million. It was all cleared, the rubble, the stones were all earmarked, catalogued and labelled and put on pallets and and put off site for storage, ready to go back into the restoration. The dome was lifted off because the weight of it was pushing the walls out, and that is also intact and can be put back. So everything was fine up until 2016. And in 2016, Bishop Barry Jones died. So this is where the next bishop comes in because the Catholic Church does not have a synod. The bishop has the final say. So the new bishop, Bishop Paul Martin, he comes in. Oh, we're not going to restore it. We're going to build a new cathedral. And we're not going to build it here. We're going to build it in the city. This is a significant and, and, and sad moment for us as Catholic people and for, for many people in Christchurch who, for whom this was a really beautiful building and I want to acknowledge that and, and say uh, that I, my hope is that if when we, build, when we build something new we'll build something that is beautiful and, and, and speaks of God and the things that we want a, a church and, and a cathedral to be. This one, under the Section 38 Emergency Powers, had authority 
for it to be demolished. Not demolished, deconstructed. The difference is, instead of putting in a, a big ball and smashing it down, carting it away to rubble, that they take it down stone by stone, window by window, and keep parts of it for the new cathedral. So we, as advocates for heritage, we're on the back foot. We were lulled into this false sense of security that it was going to be saved. And then right at the last minute, it's not. So it's all, it's such a challenge that uh, I'm afraid, despite my best efforts and the group that I'm convener for, we just can't see our way clear to be able to save it. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel thoroughly, thoroughly disillusioned. Like you say, you were blindsided. Is that why there hasn't been such a big deal as there has been with... Well, who do you go to? There's only one person that has the final say, and that's the bishop. It looks so ugly now with those shipping containers stuck out the side and, you know, the garden overgrown. So what what is going to happen? They'll deconstruct it. You're Anglican, but does the Catholic cathedral matter to you as much as the Anglican one? Well... It's, it's not about religion, it's about heritage and it's about architecture and it's about the beauty of architecture. That's the detail for today. I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly. The detail is brought to you by newsroom.co.nz made possible by the RNZ NZ On Air Innovation Fund. Hit the subscribe button to stay across the detail every day. And if you're on Apple, please leave a rating as it helps other listeners find us. This episode was engineered by Jeremy Veal and produced by Alexia Russell. Thanks to Dr Anna Crichton. And this is the Christchurch Cathedral Choir singing live on RNZ afternoons program Kakite Anor